0: Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Carry On, brought to you by Nation's Finest, where our mission for the last 50 years has been to support America's military veterans and their families with a comprehensive approach to housing, health, and employment that helps them to achieve self-sufficiency and reach their full potential. If you or a veteran you know needs help, or if you'd like to donate, please visit nationsfinest.org, or call 833-468-9676. Again, that's nationsfinest.org or 833-468-9676. I'm your host, Mark Miller, Army Veteran and Communications Director for Nation's Finest. Today, John Perales joins us to talk about mental health, both for the veterans we serve and the mental health providers themselves. John has worked in various roles as he progressed from being a high school teacher to principal and eventually superintendent. He also taught as an adjunct at the college level and has been a member of the team here at Nation's Finest since 2019. John Perales, known to those of us here at Nation's Finest as JP, how are you today? Thank you so much for joining us. Hey Mark, uh, appreciate you having me on here. Um, I'm I'm doing well, I'm
1: excited to, to join the podcast.
0: Well, really appreciate that you did today, especially with our topic today, we're talking about May being Mental Health Awareness Month, and so we're, we're gonna dive into some mental health topics today. You worked as a site director for Nation's Finest prior to your current role, which we'll get to in a little bit, but as a site director and seeing the, the wide variety of mental health needs that our veterans need, that, that they need support with, what were your major takeaways from your time in that role regarding mental health for veterans and overall?
1: Yeah, they, working as a site director really gave me a, a very clear view as to what our case managers go through on a daily basis, um, what our program support specialists go through on a daily basis. And um, for uh, many of our sites, they are the backbone of what we do, which is helping veterans, which is you know meeting with veterans, um, assessing them, seeing what's you know hindering them, what's keeping them from, you know, either stay, getting off the streets or keeping their home. And immediately you see the what I call the ugliness of mental health. Um, our veterans, across the board, uh, in a million ways, uh, suffer from some type of mental stress, mental illness, uh that hinders them that keeps them from being able to be who they are and in many cases when we would work with our veterans and and as a site director i didn't do the actual case management but i was very involved i wanted to meet the veterans i wanted to talk to them i wanted to get to know them you know um, just be a part of our little family there and welcome them and in working with them you saw that depression is a huge issue for them Um, right just, uh, and, and it goes hand in hand with anxiety you often hear that nowadays anxiety and depression usually are, are they go hand in hand you'll suffer from one and then you kind of teeter into the other then you teeter back into the other and it's a really an endless cycle for many people of of anguish of, of being just in a, in a situation where it's almost painful to be alive i hate to say it that way but that's kind of what i
0: got well and then that does that leads to the issue of suicide that we we'll, we could do a whole nother episode on but you're right you know it does become pain at that level treatable uh clearly you know a lot of programs that work a lot of methods that sure. that we can treat these mental health needs with right so talk to us a little bit about the stigma around mental health and and, and how it's sometimes considered almost taboo and and, and what we can do to better serve those who who need some assistance in that area, which which you just accurately pointed out is all veterans.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, you know, and and really, if if one really begins to take a lens, the, the mental health lens and look at society, you can say, all veterans, all doctors, all nurses. we all struggle to some degree. Um, but the stigma is alive and well um you know I, I grew up in a time where it wasn't okay to be um soft it wasn't okay to share your feelings you know as an athlete you grew up and you're tough you know you have a, a coach saying are you are you hurt or are you injured you know which the latter being that you may take a playoff
0: but which one are you which is you know, it's a ridiculous question. Trying to differentiate the two. Can you yeah, rub some dirt on it and walk it off?
1: Exactly. <laughs> and, and, you know, in, throughout our country, the, those beliefs are alive and well. Um, you know, there's more progressive areas than others. But I think what I learned in, in the stigma is that our veterans don't want to be viewed as, um, as weak as needing help, as asking for help, as being dependent on somebody else. You know, our veterans are very proud. Our veterans are very, um, um, what would be the word? It's almost like they—they they, they, their chest is out. They are the ones who are the protectors. They are the ones who are going to help those in need. They don't need somebody to be, you know, worried about them, or they don't want to be the ones receiving
0: the help. They're the provider of exactly the provider exactly. of the help, not the receiver receiver of it.
1: So that stigma is, you know, unfortunately, people will be like, "Well, you're you're weak, or you're not as strong as the others, or you're not made cut out for this." When you say you need help, especially around mental health, it's it's such a um, fleeting type of disease. And what I mean by that is, it's hard to handle, put a handle on. It's far, it's hard to really wrap your arms around, and people will be like, well, what is that? And how do I know you're not faking it, you know? Or you're just being a soft guy. Right. That's kind of the the era that I grew up in, you know, the 80s and 90s, and you just sucked it up, right? Well, that is completely 180, the wrong thing that we need in our society. It's okay to ask for help. It's okay to to, uh, be the one in need. It's okay to say, you know, I'm not feeling well today. I, I need a day off. I mean, my father right. took maybe a day off in his 40-year career for being, you know, quote-unquote sick. And that's kind of the, that mantra of you grind, of, you, you know, you're the you're the provider. You're the one that, you know, you suck up, you be stoic, you know. Um, <laughs> I used to have a football coach that would say, suffer in silence, you know. Right. And so um, that is that stigma, you know, and and, and it's okay to need help. It's okay not to be okay mentally. And it's okay to, when when people suffer from mental illness, it's the same as suffering from a physical illness. We all got that at some level, right? We all got an owie, we all got a bad knee or something that you should treat. Well, I think mental illness is in that same realm and we as a society have to accept it as such.
0: I, I agree and I think you were making a great parallel there with with physical injuries and walking it off and uh it, it dawned on me if we have something we aren't sure if it's a minor injury or a major injury who do we count on to make that determination for us well we go to a doctor mm-hmm. and sometimes the doctor says oh take this pill for 10 days and you'll be right as rain and okay, good, you know, off we go. And sometimes they tell you, no, we, we need to get you into surgery. And, and we put our trust in professionals who know how to tell the difference. And perhaps we don't see that in the in the realm of mental health when we say, hey, this is, this is probably something that could be serious. Why not talk to somebody and find out? Yeah.
1: Well, and, and you said it, almost hit it right on the head there, Mark, where we go see somebody and seek treatment well we're talking about the stigma of just seeking treatment well then there's the other hurdle of actually having access to treatment exactly and our veterans our society in general has very little access to mental health providers very i've i've burned up the phones i've burned up the email trying to get help for veterans and begging pleading trying to see where we can get a veteran scene for uh, Uh, for, um, let's see, sometimes either mental health as far as depression, uh, anxiety, uh, some of the more uh, serious, uh, I I shouldn't say more serious, but others like schizophrenia, um, personality disorders. And I got to tell you, Mark, it is extremely difficult to find providers. It is extremely... So if there's a
0: veteran having a hard time finding a provider... Call nations finest we can absolutely help we can help make that connection for you
1: always we you know we say well we help people you know get off our veterans get off the street or keep their home but man we there's a million other facets that go along with that that allows them to get off the street and keep their home mental health being a huge one physical health being a huge one um you know financial literacy whatever we pick up the phone at nation's finest and we try to answer and
0: say yeah go here or wait I think I know a guy you know exactly um, we make those connections absolutely we we do plug this at the beginning and the end but just for the point of the conversation we're at right now that number is 833-468-9676 and if you missed that just now we, we plug that at the beginning and the end as well so JP I want to turn a little bit here from the mental health discussion of of providing mental health to veterans that you do have experience in but now let's let's bring it full circle to your current role here at nation's finest as our human resources director and now you're charged with making sure the the overall well-being health to include mental health of all of us employees is is in the right place and uh, and that our employees who provide the services to veterans for you know to facilitate that mental health care and the access to health care mm-hmm. that those veterans need. What about the providers? So let's let's turn this around and talk about what what do you do day to day to make sure that all the employees of this organization providing help to veterans are are experiencing the best level of well being they can. Well, we can, I shouldn't refer to nation's <laughs> finest as they should I? Yeah. 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 No,
1: uh, that's a great question. You know, in my new role, um, yeah, my, my focus on the folks were before it was the veterans and, and the staff, cause you know, they were, I was responsible for them in my site as well. But one thing that I'll never forget is, um, for some reason, I have this mental image of all of us walking out of the office on a Friday afternoon. And, um, I gotta tell you, Mark, there were some days where we'd walk out of that office on a Friday afternoon, you know, and it looked like we've, we've been through heck, man. We had been just hammered, you know, it's like people there messed up because just walking out, you know, dragging your feet a little bit because being a case manager and, or someone in service to veterans who are in crisis is an extremely difficult job. Um, you have to be uh, one of those people that can leave it at work because you see some difficult situations, you see the gamut of issues and societal issues, whether it be drug addiction, we talked about mental health, we talked about abuse, all those, those all come into play and those are the barriers that we start to address in order to get them off the street or keep their home. Um, but yeah, it's it's trying. And you see it on our case managers' faces. You see it on our site directors' faces, on our program support. All these frontline folks, it's almost like they're getting, you know, bombarded daily with stuff, with junk, junk, junk. And, and it's our job. It's almost like we're little machines. We take the junk and then we make it good and, and turn it around and help them get going on a positive road. Right. That's very trying. It's very taxing. It's a I lot I, to be exposed to. I I really give it to our, our frontline staff, our case managers, our awake night staff, um, all the staff that is dealing with our veterans on a on a, a first hand basis. They are exposed to some difficult stuff, and um, consequently, you know, we at Nation's Finest have always been trying to be innovative. We try to work how can we help our our um, staff and so my my charge now as the hr director is okay you know taking for example may as Men- mental health awareness month is really taking that and and reminding staff hey it's okay to take care of yourself it's okay you you must take care of yourself if you it's do about this. you too not just your clients absolutely you know um as a site director and now as the hr director i'm always like what are you doing to take care of yourself and usually what i mean by that is kind of my mantra is i exercise i, I go for runs i lift weights i i, I train jujitsu and i mountain like i climb and i hike and i do all that and ride a mountain bike because to me that's an outlet um right some people paint some people sing some people garden but you have to have an outlet of some sort or else man like a boiling teapot it just becomes too much it comes out in bad ways you know and, and it impacts our mental
0: health and then then once our mental health is impacted everyone downstream every, everyone that needs our help now is not getting what they need well, so
1: what do they say that um i always remember this and it cracks me up um i had a, a football coach that would say put on the oxygen mask first but right <laughs> I'm just picturing him now, wonderful guy he kind of didn't mean it like um, like how we interpret like you're supposed to take care of yourself first
0: you know to enable think, you to take care of others right?
1: right I think his take on it was like do your job first before you go try to help somebody else right sure uh, like, <laughs> but it makes sense you know you have to put the oxygen mask on first before you can help those that need help and uh, Right. Too many times, especially us men, do not.
0: We're too tough, you know, too macho. We'll be okay. It doesn't work out. It doesn't doesn't work that way. So, you know, through all the avenues, employee assistance programs, different, different support mechanisms, I see a lot of innovation in Nation's Finest. And I have to admit, I first came to this organization and thought, wow, that's pretty cool in the in the summers, these guys get you know Friday afternoons off. Well, that's pretty cool. Nation's finest took it a step further and and said, you know, hey, let's talk to our workforce. Let's see what would help them create a better work-life balance. And uh, it surely wasn't my program. And I think you know which way I voted on it, though, as <laughs> I was uh, fully supportive. That JP, why don't you tell us about what uh what the next big step was and how the vote went and what's upcoming.
1: We studied um, trends in the workforce, things that are making a difference in society, especially for our workers. And we found that some companies have explored a four day work week. And, um, you know, and talking about what I shared earlier about the the stress that comes along with this, the stress that comes along with working with veterans the so sometimes some of the stuff that they hear and they got to, you know, internalize and take home at times or leave, hopefully, at the office. Uh, the leadership team came up with an idea of exploring what if we went to a four-day work week? And uh, we put it up to a vote. Our staff ratified it overwhelmingly, as you can imagine. I think it was like 98% or something like that, <laughs> something crazy who voted for it. So now in June, we're gonna start the four day work week and uh, folks get to choose a day off uh, during the week. Essentially they're getting paid for uh, the 40 hours that they were working before. So it's not a pay cut by any means. Right. Um, we call it, you know, 34 is a new 40 <laughs> where now you're working 34 hours a week but it's the same amount of money as you were making when you were working 40 hours a week. and uh, you know, you gotta give it to nation's finest leadership. Uh, I know our CEO, CJ, um, Chris Cabral, you know, the leadership there, all, of, all the folks that sit around the table, and Mark, you included, uh, this is awesome. You know, now you have another day with your family. Now you I, I have can't. another day to take care of yourself. Now you have another day to do the things you love or, or to be the mom, to be the dad that your kids need or your family needs. So I, I certainly can't argue of, with you. That's that's absolutely correct. That balance, right, of work and then your personal life, and doing those things that um, make you happy and bring you peace and bring you, you know, clarity and help you battle through those hard days of listening to a veteran's, um, you know, tough circumstances and you
0: formulating a plan and be able to help them. I share your enthusiasm uh, pretty pretty clear which way i voted on this one but i i share your enthusiasm the excitement of what that extra day brings and the possibilities that are there to really enhance you know, grow grow our lives outside of work not just not just at work and, and professional accomplishments well kind of kind of balancing that you have to and you
1: know i um <laughs> uh, I've done a lot of things in my life, and I never forget. I had this—I um, don't know what she. I guess she was one of my bosses at one point. And you know, I was kind of touting myself and fixing my tie back when we used to wear ties, right? Uh, and I'm like, you know, I'm really important here. You know, I make this place run. And you know, she looked at me and she says, <laughs> "We love you. We think you do a great job. But if a truck hits you today, we'd hire somebody to replace you in a month." That's right. And your family can't do that. And I was like, oh, like I was like devastated, right? And but it's that putting into um, perspective that there's your work life and there's your personal life. And
0: one of those is significantly more important. So, um, got to gotta achieve that balance. Absolutely. Nasty, nasty. I think those are very wise words. And uh, it's, I, I love that we've talked about for mental health. Uh, needs of veterans to the providers and the mental health of all of us in the workplace. What would be your parting thoughts to our veteran audience and and those who care for veterans uh, across our listening audience? Leave them with everything wrapped up in a nice bow for us, JP. Well, um,
1: I have the utmost respect for our veterans. Um, I revere them. Um, I think our country needs to as well. Um and it starts with one or two catalysts. And what I mean by that is if you're in a a town where there's no Memorial Day parade or there's no recognition of veterans in any way, you be that catalyst and bring about recognition for what they've given us, which is our freedom. They've protected us. You know, they were putting their life on the line for us to be sleeping, you know, at night in a warm bed. Um, you know, I, I can't say enough about our veterans, the utmost respect for them, and we need to do everything for them. We need to provide mental health care for them. We have to ensure that they can see a mental health provider. Um, I, I think just like they gave of themselves, we need to give of ourselves to help them. And that's what Nation's Finest does every day.
0: That's what we're here to do, and that's what we're here to make sure we're all taking care of ourselves so we can do it well. Absolutely. John, John Perales, thank you so much for joining us today. Really appreciate it. Oh, Mark, my pleasure. I really appreciate you, man. Appreciate everybody and thank you for the opportunity. And thank you to all of you who joined us today. We'll be back next week discussing issues relevant to veterans and those who care about them. If you or a veteran you know needs help or if you'd like to donate, please visit nationsfinest.org or call 833-468-9676. If you liked what you heard today, please consider subscribing and leaving us a review wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you again. And as always, carry on.